Today's shear begins at the third line from the top of Daf Ayin Gimel. You'll notice that we have a firebox marking around Rav Sheshes, indicating that this is a central name, and the idea that will be discussed here will last for quite a while. On the side of the Gemara, we have a no say a topic heading, and we indicate there Ad Ayin Dalet Omanalf. In other words, we have a rather long discussion ahead of us. The issue here is Orel Mahu Bemeiser Sheni. As uh, as you're quite well aware, if you're not a first-time listener, we've been dealing since the beginning of the Perak, as the Perak's name indicates, with the issue of Arlus, of he who is uncircumcised. In our most recent discussion, we were speaking about the Orel and his relationship to Truma, that the Orel is prohibited from eating Truma. The uncircumcised Kohen is not allowed to eat Truma. Here we're going to discuss the Orel and his relationship to Meister Shani. So maybe just a word about Meister Shani. There is a seven-year sabbatical cycle during the six of the first six of the seven years, so people engage in agriculture activity, and tithing is required. Amongst the different tithes, without getting into too much detail, is the Meiser Shani tithe. That is, the first, second, fourth, and fifth years of the sabbatical cycle, one-tenth of one's produce is separated and taken to Jerusalem, where one is expected to eat that the produce over there. There are uh, many details about there's redemption and taking the money instead of the actual fruits, but that's beyond our realm right now. We're interested in the Orel and his uh, association with Meiser Shani. Can he eat it or not? Now, the Gemara. The question is one that lasts four lines. The question was asked of Rav Sheshis. Can an Orel participate can eat Meiser Shani. Note the Aleph, and then a few lines later there's a little baize where you see the squiggle underlined expression Oldilma, where you give two sides of the question. So the first side of the question, or the first side of the analysis is So we have <coughs> two topics. We have the topic of Pesach, the Korban Pesach, and the topic of Meiser Shani. We know there is precedent for learning one from the other with regard to one area of halacha. The question is, just like there is a, a, an attempt to derive one from the other, can the other be used as a source for the first? We'll explain that by going over the words again. Just as we learn laws regarding the Korban Pesach from Meiser Sheni the Meiser Sheni tithe is forbidden to be eaten by one who is an Onain an Onain is someone who one of his close relatives, one of the seven close relatives has died and has not yet been buried so the surviving relative is called an Onain during that interim period of time <clears throat> and during that time an Onain is forbidden from eating Meiser Sheni so, we also know that the laws of Korban Pesach and in Onain are derived from that which we have learned by Meiser Sheni. So, just as we learn the laws of Pesach from Meiser Sheni regarding Aninus, 
Yalif Nami, maybe we should also learn in the other direction, Meiser Mi Pesach, let us learn Korban, let us learn the laws of Meiser from Pesach Le'inyan Arlus, namely, just like an Orel is Osir in the Korban Pesach, he's forbidden to participate in the Korban Pesach, the Orel shall also be forbidden in eating Meiser Sheni. So that's one possibility, that we will learn the laws of Meiser from Pesach. Or, it might be not, the, not that way, rather. I'm entitled to come to conclusions regarding a stringent area from that which is more lenient. In other words, if I find in a lenient realm of halacha, and in this case, Meiser Sheni relative to the laws of Korban Pesach, we will classify Meiser Sheni as a realm of leniency. So if I find an aspect of restriction in a lenient realm, so I can argue that all the more so that aspect of restriction will manifest itself in a more severe realm. So that's what the expression means, chomor mikal yalif, that which is more severe, like the laws of Korban Pesach, can, we can derive an area of restriction from what we know about a more relaxed realm, namely Meiser Sheni. And with that in mind, we were able to say that just like by Meiser Sheni, which is a more relaxed realm, a more lenient realm, <clears throat> and yet the Onain was forbidden, all the more so the Onain will be forbidden in the realm of Pesach, which is a more severe realm to begin with. However, Kal Mechomur Lo Yolif to to uh, derive an element of restriction from a severe restrictive realm to a more lenient realm, that's not logical. Very simply, it could be that, in like in our case, an Orel is restricted in the realm of Korban Pesach, being that Korban Pesach is a more restrictive area of Halacha. Who is to say that that same restriction should apply in a more relaxed realm of understanding, like Meiser Shani. Therefore, Kal Mechomer Lo Yalif. And therefore, I won't con- come to such a conclusion. I won't come to the conclusion that an Orel should be Osir in Meiser Shani. So here you have it. Two sides of the question. Do I derive Meiser Shani from Pesach to pro- prohibit the Orel? Or do I say no, I don't derive thusly. Omar Luhu. So now Rav Sheshis answers to Nisua. And here you'll note that we have a long answer ahead of us, and the marking indicates thusly. There are quite a few markings that appear on the side of the Gemara under our Mivneh heading. Let's take note of them. The triangle represents Nisyonis Lifshoit She'elohanal. These are attempts to answer that very question about the Orel and Meiser Sheni. Do note that this marking scheme lasts until Ayin Dalid Amen Aleph. In other words, if you flip ahead and in the context of uh, today's Shior, as we're talking now, it's questionable as to whether we're actually going to finish all of them. We'll wait and see, because those triangles continue down Ayin Dalid Amen Aleph, a number of lines, where we'll, we'll number, it appears as if we have four attempts to answer this question. The first is over here, and the balance is found later, on Daf Ayin Dalad Omen Aleph. 
another marking that we will be using, we'll see a diamond that's used, and we indicate under the uh, on the side of our Gemara, the diamond is Havlota Shell Bikurim Truma Meiser Shani. There are three topics that will appear in the in the Gemara. They are the topics of Bikurim. Bikurim is a type of tithe where uh, the first Bikurim from the word Bechor, first like the firstborn. This means the first fruits. One's first blossoming fruits are given every year to a Kohen. And Truma, we that's the Truma tithe also given to Kohanim, Umaisir Sheni, the topic that we're focusing on now. So those three examples will appear in diamonds for highlighting purposes. Kan Muva Hevdeilim Beinehem. In this section of Gemara, we will be showing the differences between them. Yeshlet Sein Shebikurim Nimtza Tamid Bapsicha. You will notice that each time in the uh, in the opening line of the source that Bikurim appears in the opening line. Uh, the other two will uh, will uh, alternate in their possession pos- positions, namely Truma will oh, will be in the first source we'll say the, the obvious and in, in and contrasted to Truma and Bikurim you'll see Meiser and in the second uh, source that's cited here the Seifa uh, you'll see that Meiser and Bikurim are contrasted with Truma so the point of contrast will change in both sources and hopefully hopefully that by looking at the diamonds you can see that very clearly Bikurim though as we mentioned remains in the same opening position the uh, Gemara. We turn back now to Rav Sheshis. The question had been, what is the din of the Orel regarding Meiser Sheni? Rav Sheshis says to them, Tenisuha. Here, conclude, and we'll spoil the, the uh, suspense and tell you right away, why not conclude that it's Osir, that the Orel is Osir. And, and how are we going to do that? So let's read the following source. Hatruma v'abikurim chayovim alehem Misa, V'choymesh the source is going to go on to list a number of aspects that Truman Bikurim have in common with one another truth be told it's not too important for us in the context of our shear to dwell on all of the details so we'll go over them quickly people who are if you are interested in more uh, say, refined definitions by all means look at the Rashi so Truman Bikurim are chayavimalem misa one let's say a a non kohen who eats truma or truma or bikurim is is uh, punishable by death at the hands of heaven. Uh, Rashi adds misa tome haoichla. We mentioned azar, but it's, it's it's true also regarding as Rashi says tome someone who is uh, who is defiled and eats these things is chayav misa bideshamayim. That's uh, as far as Misa is concerned. Choymesh is the need to add a fifth. A, a non-Kohen, a Zar, who eats the Bikurim or Truma in a state of unawareness, not aware that it's Truma or Bikurim, he discovers later on. So he has to, in addition to the principal value of the food that he ate, he has to add a fifth. Vasurim Lazorim, the Truma and Bikurim are forbidden to non-Kohanim. They are considered the possession of a coin. If a coin were to offer 
the truma fruits that he received as a tithe, or the bikurim, and he offered them to a woman in marriage that would work, that would clinch the marriage, that would establish the marital relation. This is not so with regard to Shitas Rebbe Meir and Meiser Shani that views Meiser Shani as Momon Govoa, as something that's not really owned by you. You have a privilege to eat it, but it belongs to heaven. Hence, it's not yours to do with as you please. In other words, the, the uh, possessor of Meiser Shani cannot marry a woman with Meiser Shani fruits. And if there is a mixture of Truma and Bikurim with common fruits, so you will need a hundred, uh, you'll need a hundred times, so that a hundred times the truma, so that altogether you have a hundred and one units, a hundred times of the common fruit to to nullify, or as in Hebrew we say to mavatel, the presence of the truma, so that a non-coin would be able to eat the mixture. If you have less than that, a non-coin would not be allowed to eat the mixture. This is not so with regard to Meiser Shani, that as long as you have a majority, we say Botel Barov, you have a majority of non-Meiser Shani fruit, and hence it would then lose the Meiser Shani status, being that it's a minority. Uteunin Rechitzas Yodayim, before eating Truma or Bikurim, one is expected to wash his hands. This is a stringency associated with Truman Bikurim as opposed to Meiser Shani. Uteunin Veherif Shemesh, if someone had been defiled, it's not enough for him to immerse in a mikvah, but he has to also wait for sundown. All of the points we mentioned are applicable to Truman Bikurim and not applicable to Meiser. Ve'im Isa, if it were so that an Orel is mutter in Meiser, Nisni, it should have said this, Orel Osir Bohen, an Orel cannot participate in Trumor Bikur, Mashain came by Meiser, as opposed to Meiser that an Orel is allowed, and it doesn't say that. So what are we to conclude? That the Orel is forbidden and that is what we indicated when we opened up this source above the triangle we said let us conclude that the Orel is Osir Osir and Meiser Shani the Gemara is Dochedis the Gemara rejects this and says Tana Vashir that means the Tana taught a list of uh, elements that are applicable to Truma Bikum as opposed to Meiser and there are other things that could have been listed Amongst the other things that could have been listed is the issue of Arlos, namely Trumbikur and the Orel is forbidden, and when it comes to Meister, the Orel is allowed. So, at this point, then, we don't have an answer to the question asked of Rav Sheshes. No answer. Now, you see there's a bracketed section. The brackets are very long. This bracketed section takes you. Till Daf Ayin Dalid Omid Aleph. The second line from the top. And you can see there, there's again Toshma, a, a second, an attempt to resolve the issue of Meiser, Shani, and an Orel. If we momentarily we skip over there just to get a feeling of, of the if superstructure of this Gemara, it says there, Toshma. 
Someone was circumcised, but but strips of skin that are a binding factor. In other words, without their removal, he's not considered circumcised. So tzitzin hamakvin that strips of skin that restrain the milah, the mitzvah of circumcision from having been completed. This person is an orel. And we dashed underline Bemeiser. He does not, very simply put, an Orel cannot eat Meiser. My love, Meiser Dogon. Is it not, in fact, referring to the tithe from the produce, the fruits of Meiser Shani? So, very simply, Aurel is also in Meiser Shani. That would be like Rav Sheshis wanted to conclude originally. The Gemara then will have a discussion of, uh, concerning that particular source. It will reject that conclusion back and forth. And then more will eventually lead to attempt number three. In the meantime, though, we have a very long bracket section, as we just indicated. On the side, you see a double-starred note. Sograyim ad reish ayin dalmaralef. The sograyim, the uh, brackets last till the top of ayin dalmaralef, like we just demonstrated. Shom hagemar tamshich lahavi mukoros leinian sheelas orel be meiser. Tomorrow we'll resume the issue and bring sources to uh, conclude the question of an orel and meiser sheni. The soicha sograyim. Hagamora Todun the Maishir the Haishir within the brackets. The Gemara will try, will will show, will demonstrate that this answer is a good answer. This rejection, the Tona of Ashir answer that we just gave, Reb Sheshes tried to prove that the Oral should be also in Maishir Shani by showing a source with information that was left out. And the fact that that information was left out led Rav Sheshis to conclude that an Oriel, in fact, is also is prohibited in Meiser just like Truman Bikurim. The Gemara says you can't conclude from that source because the source was abbreviated. There are points that were left out of that source, including the Oriel is really Mutter in Meiser. In other words, the source indicated things that are prohibited only with regard to Truma Bikurim and allowed by Meiser. And there's another thing that's like that, namely the issue of the Aurel. In order to give an answer like that and claim that the source is abbreviated, the rule throughout all of the Shas is that something else had to have been deleted from the source, leaving the source abbreviated. But if only one point is left out of a source, we would have to ass- we will assume then that in fact it wasn't deleted and didn't belong there in the first place. So now we continue with the Gemara. My shear umai shear dahai shear. Well, what else was left out? What other point of contrast was left out to legitimatize this point of contrast as having been left out? The Gemara answers, Shear, Deka, Tani, Seifa. There was left out that which is taught in the Seifa. That which is taught in the latter part. 
there's a marking that is explained under the Mivne, the, the, the uh, structural note. You see a bow tie around the word Seifa. Havlota Seifa Vereisha Mehem Royim Detona Vishir. We're going to be highlighting these expressions Seifa, <coughs> and later you'll see at the bottom of Omid Bey's the word Reisha that we have on our hands a source that in fact is abbreviated. So the what we're going to see then is th- there's one Tanaic source that has a an opening, a Reisha, and a closing, a Seifa, a second part. What we read above, where the diamonds started appearing, that was the Reisha, the beginning of the source. And we claimed that information was left out of that part of the source. Is that an acceptable thing to say? Well, if you can find something else that was left out of the Tanaic source, then that's a good answer. We find something left out of that Tanaic source, but in the latter part of the source. But that's good enough. If I can show you that the entire source was in fact abbreviated by having deleted two points, then I'm home free. So we continue. We say, Shear, there was left out the Kotoni Seifa. The Seifa teaches, uh, again, you'll see a list of points in which Meister and Bikurim are together, contrasted with Truma. In the opening of the source, what we had, where we had the diamonds, Truma and Bikurim were taught as th- uh, together, contrasted with Meister. Here we have Bikurim with Meister, contrasted with Truma. So let's see. Where are there points of contrast? And what are we hoping to find eventually? That there are points of contrast, but there's, a, there's an additional point of contrast that wasn't stated. Yesh b'maiser u'bibikurim ma'she'en kein b'truma There are elements that you find in both maiser sheni and bikurim that you don't find in truma. Sh'amaiser v'abikurim t'unen havoas mokoim Both these kind of ties need to be brought to Yerushalayim, as opposed to Truma, which is eaten wherever the coin my dwelling. Havos Mokom Havos means bringing Mokom to a, to a specific place, in this case Yerushalayim. Uta'unin Vidui There's also a special reading from Psukim of the Torah that the owner must uh, abide by, where he declares that's Vidui, where he confesses, literally confesses or declares that he did uh, he did what the Torah expects of him. So there's a formal declaration. That's Vidui. Vasurim Both Miser and Bikurim are forbidden to someone who is experiencing Aninus, which we mentioned before. Rabbi Shimon Matir. Now, it's very interesting to note that when the when the Gemara said Asurim Onein, Rashi adds Bikurim. That's very. It's a very strange thing for Rashi to do. When first of all, you've got a plural form. They are forbidden to the Onein, and then Rashi says Bikurim. But Rashi is very very precise. He says Bikurim when we know that Meiser Sheni is also prohibited to the Onein. The Torah itself says. That he declares lo achalti ba'oini mimenu. I did not eat from it while I was ba'oini, while I was an oinein. So why does Rashi use? Why does he add the word bikurim? 
So what, look what happens. We go on in the source. For Rabbi Shimon Matir. What does that mean, Rabbi Shimon Matir? What does he Matir? Matir means he allows. He allows... Uh, he allows Bikurim to an Onain. Obviously, Rabbi Shimon can't allow Meiser Shani to the Onain. The Torah says you, an Onain cannot eat Meiser Shani. However, regarding Bikurim, you have a Machloikes Tanoim. And that's why when the Tanakama said, Asur Monin, Rashi added the Bikurim or Asur Tanoim as a lead into when Rabbi Shimon says, Mutter, the very, that very point, Rabbi Shimon is Matir, that Bikurim or Mutter for an Onain. What else? The Chayovin Bebior. They must be destroyed, which means that though there's a, a period of time that you're allowed to eat the, the Meiser and Bikurim, or that, let's be more accurate, that the owner is expected to tithe them, there's a certain point in time it, that, that, that can be reached that if the owner didn't tithe them, so he must destroy them. That's Chayovin Bebior. Rabbi Shimon Poter. Rabbi Shimon says that Bikurim are not subject to the rule of Bior. Uh, the, as we said before, the owner is expected to uh, tie these things, but if a certain amount of time goes by, Rashi spells out the details, if, if, and he didn't do it, he didn't tie them, so then he must destroy that which he retained, that he kept in his possession. Rabbi Shimon, on the other hand, he says there is no din of Bior by Bikurim. So in this Seifa, we see Meiser and Bikurim are teamed up with one another, con- being contrasted with Truma, or if you want to say Truma is contrasted with them. Ve'ilu, Osir Levayer Mehem Betuma, that's point Aleph, Point base. We continue at the top of Omid base. Ve'oichlon betumas atzmon loike. Masha'ein came betruma lo kotoni. Two additional points of contrast that you find common to Meister and Bikurim and don't find by Truma are not stated in this source, and this source would have welcomed more points of contrast and they weren't spelled out so what do you have to say Al-Matani Vashir so you see that this source is willing to teach some points and leave out others and hence we have justified <coughs> the Gemara's rejection of Rav Sheshis's answer from before by saying that by the mere fact that the source doesn't teach that Orel is Osir in Truma and Bikurim and Mutter in Meiser doesn't show that that in fact is correct so that at this point an Orel might very well be allowed to participate in Meiser Shani now we did we read the Gemara but we didn't explain these points uh, once again as we said earlier the, the focus is not on the details the focus is more on the structure but nevertheless, we read at the bottom of Amenal, when it comes to Bikurim and Maishu Shani, if those elements became Tomei, so you can't burn them and benefit from the, uh, from the fire that, uh, that, that comes about when you are destroying them. So again, when Maishu Shani or Bikurim, if they became Tomei, you can't 
burn them and use them as fuel. This is this is different from the way we deal with truma. Truma tamea, even though you can't eat truma tamea, it nevertheless, if you have, let's say, oil that was tithed as truma, you can use it to light a candle. You can use it as fuel. So that when it comes to, again, Meiser, Shani, and Bikurim, if they became Tomei, you cannot benefit from their from their their burning. In fact, the owner has to declare lo biarti mimenu betome. Not so in the case of truma. Truma that became tame, you can burn it. You, when when you burn it, you can benefit from it as fuel. As we said, truma tamea oil. You can light your candles with it. Another point of contrast that was not taught in the source but could have been taught is what you see at the top line of Omid Beis that means if you have Bikurim or Meiser Sheni where the owner himself is Tohor but the items became Tomei that's someone who eats them when they are the items, the food items, the fruit became Tomei uh, Meiser Sheni or Bikurim fruit is subject to lashing. Masha'ain came the truma. Not so in the case of truma. Now it is true that truma that is tummy, you're not allowed to eat it. But one who does is not subject to lashing. So we see that we have a source that did not teach two additional points of contrast indicating that the source has been abbreviated. Now there's an interesting structure. If we, we see these angular, we see angular brackets also, we have a, a bracket length indicator on the left-hand side of the more text. Skip the brackets momentarily. Omar Ravashi, may Reisha Nami Shamis Mino Up till now, we demonstrated that the Tanaic source was abbreviated by skipping ahead to the end of the source, where Meiser Shani and Bikurim were taught in contrast to Truma. What Rav Ashi says is that in the ratio of the source, one could also see the abbreviation. Now we mentioned that in the in the ratio where Truma and Bikurim were taught in contrast to Meiser Shani, and uh, as a result of this whole approach, we were saying that well. The ratio left out one point of information, namely that Truman Bikurim are forbidden to the RL. Meiser Shani is allowed to the RL. Ravashi says there's another point of information that was actually left out of the ratio, so that we could have proven Tana Vashir from focusing on the ratio itself, from the first part, from the opening of the source itself. What, what is that? Kotani, and here the Gemara continues at the top of Ayin Dalit of Aleph. It did not teach the that Truman Bikurim are practiced all six years of the seven year sabbatical cycle, the Ain Lohem Pidyon, and they are not subject to redemption, Masha Ain Kain, the Meiser. Two points that were left out regarding Truma Bikurim versus Meiser. The Truma Bikurim we're repeating ourselves now, are practiced all the other years, shar shnei, shnei is the plural of the word shanim, of shana, means shnei, shnei shvua, it's in the construct, construct form, the years of the seven year cycle, 
and which is not so. Meister Shani is only the first, second, fourth, and fifth years. And the other point of contrast that was not taught in the source was they don't have redemption. There's no concept of redeeming Truma Bikurim where there is a concept of redeeming Meister Shani. If a person has uh, an abundance of fruit that comprised his 10% and it's too much for him to take to Jerusalem, he can redeem it on cash and bring the cash to Jerusalem. So these two points of contrast were not taught. Shmamino, so we conclude that the source was again Tona Vashir, and you discover that from the Resha itself, enabling us to to tell you that uh, it, it might very well be that the Orel is forbidden in Truma and Bikurim, but the Orel is allowed with regard to Meiser Shani. <clears throat> of course, we skipped quite a big section of Gemara just now in order to demonstrate that. But in the meantime, we go back to the bracketed section. You notice we have a starred comment on the side of the Gemara. And let's read the comment. Besoch asograim within these angular type brackets. Yuzbar habraisa shemuva besoif omid alef v'hadiyukim shelnilmodim mimenu. The Gemara uh, will focus on the Tanaic source and inferences that can be drawn from the source that we had on Omid Aleph. After these angular brackets, the Gemara then proves, as we demonstrated already, we, we don't have to go over that again later. We'll read it again, Amir Tzashem, but without too much detail as having done that now. Okay, now what are we doing? We continue from the third line from the top and uh, for all practical purposes the issue of the Orel and Meiser Shani we put that aside. And that's with the marking system that we are attempting to enable you not to lose sight though of our focus on that point. As we said, we're now going to be looking back at the source itself. Here's a quote this is a quote from the source on Amar Aleph where we spoke about Bikurim and Meiser from the Seifa we saw Bikurim and Meiser we said Vasur and Onain Bikurim and Meiser also turn for Rabbi Shimon Matir Shimon allows an Onain with regard to Bikurim Mino Lahu so we ask from where do the does the Tanakama know that the Onain is also in Bikurim as well now as far as Meiser Shani is concerned we said that's a Posuk so now, how, how about Bikurim? Dichtiv, the Pasuk says, Lo sucha lecho b'sharecho, masar degoncho v'sirochcho v'sirochcho v'choyrois v'korcho v'chulei u'trumas yodecho. So there's a Pasuk that speaks about a number of different items that one cannot eat in his own locale, but has to be in Yerushalayim. V'omar mar, trumas yodecho, in this Pasuk reference was made to trumas yodecho, what is that? Elu Bikurim. That's not a reference to truma. Even the word truma appears, it's trumas yodecha. Now truma itself, we know that a Kohen can eat wherever he lives. So trumas yodecha is referring to, and the Chazal know this, as referring to bikurim. Ve'iskash bikurim lemaiser. You can see in the source that bikurim is compared to, is taught together with Meiser. And what do we 
therefore able to conclude ma meiser also loinein just like the meiser we know explicitly is forbidden to the oinein af bikurim also loinein so too the bikurim are forbidden to an oinein so that's how the Tanakama knows an onain is also in Bikurim as well as Meiser Shani. For Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, he was matir Bikurim to an onain. What's his response? Trumo Karinu Rachmona. The Bikurim are called by this unusual name. They're called Trumo. Ma Trumo Muteres by the fact that the Torah in referring to Bikurim used an unusual expression and called it Trumas Yodecha it's hinting to this comparison that Bikurim are like Truma in this respect that just like Truma is muttered to an Onain so too Bikurim that's Rib Shimon's opinion we continue with a quote from the source on Amad Aleph the Chayovim Bibiur namely Bikurim and Meiser are uh, are expected to be destroyed by a certain date if the owner hasn't tithed them. Rabbi Shimon Poter, Rabbi Shimon says when it comes to Bikurim, there is no Biur requirement. More Makish, the Tanakama compares Bikurim to Meiser Shani. And just like by Meiser Shani, the Posuk says that you have to get, destroy them if you haven't tithed them by a certain date. And Bikurim then being that they are compared to the Meisr Shani Bikurim too are subject to Biur. Reb Shimon, the Mar Lomakish Reb Shimon does not compare as we saw just before. The Osir Levire Mehen Bituma. If Bikurim or Meisr Shani became Tomei, so you can't destroy them and benefit from the from, from their burning from, from them as fuel. The Oichlon Betumas Atzmon Loike, and one who eats either Bikurim or Meiser Shane that became Tomei, so the items are Tomei, the one who eats them when they are Tomei is subject to Malchus. And we said this, of course, is in contrast with Truma, Minolon. So, how does the Tana know this information? Tisanya, we give you a present with a, a, a Tanaic source. And by the way, note that we have a long answer marking. And on the side of the Gemara, we also wrote as a topic heading Isur Lahadlik Bikurim Umaiser Shinitmu, the prohibition of using as a fuel Bikurim and Maiser that became Tomei. Tisanya, Rabbi Shimon Oimer, Lo Biarti Mimenu Betomei. This posuk is by Meiser Shani. The owner declares that I did not get rid of it, the Meiser Shani Bitome, in a state of defilement. What does that mean? Bain Shani Tome Behutor, whether it be a situation where the person was Tome and the food, the Meiser Shani, was Tor, Bain Shani Tohor Behu Tome. Or that I, the person, was Tor, and the item, the food, the Meister Shani itself was Tomei. The Rashi, um, if you look across from here, a line or two down, at the end of the line, Vahochi Pirusho. Let's read a few lines of Rashi. Michlal Shenemar, the Vidui Meister, from the fact that it says in the context of the Meiser Shani declaration, Lo biarti mi menu betomei. 
That's the posik we just read in the source. The mashma it implies bein shani tomei v'chule. Whether I was tomei, it was tor, or it was it was tomei, and I was tor. Who misvade? He confesses or he declares shelo biaro boesh. He didn't burn it in the fire. Velo hidlik boi as haner. He didn't use it to light a candle. For Kolshikain Betohor and all the more so with regard to Meister Shani that's Tohor Dolonitanelachilochtiavasicha. You can't do anything with Meister Shani that's Tohor other than eat it, drink it, or smear it. Umemelushaminon. And we derive from this from the fact that he doesn't have to make any declaration regarding the Maishusheni when it was Tohor what we conclude is that what is being said is as follows even at a time that the Maishusheni was Tomei I couldn't eat it Nevertheless, lo nisativ lahadloka, I didn't use it as fuel for lighting a candle. Alma eno nechal betuma. You see from here that it cannot be eaten in a state of defilement. Vehechon musar al kach, and that is what we lead into now as we go back to the Tanaic source. Where is the azhora? So we see that the man, the owner, makes a declaration. And we want to know where does the Torah say that there is a there is a negative command. The term azhara or muzhar indicates that the Torah issues a negative command, and when such a negative command is violated, it would lead to lashing. So the Gemara continues. al From where do we know that there is a an azhara, a negative command regarding the eating when it's defiled? So the response says, I don't know of an explicit source. Now there's a Gomorrah interruption. The uh, Gomorrah feels that how can you say any Yodea to when a question like this is raised, where is there as, as an, where is there a negative command eating it in a state of defilement? Tumas haguf. We're reading now in this bracketed section. Tumas haguf behediyoksiv bay regarding the person himself who is defiled. It says explicitly nefesh asher tiga boy v'tomo ado orev. This Pesach mentions a person who had become Tomei. He is not to eat Minah Kodoshim. Minah Kodoshim is a reference to Meiser Shani. He is not to eat from the Meiser Shani until he achieves purification. So what was meant by the source a few lines ago when it says, Eini Yodea? Hachi the following is that which was not clear. Tumas atzmoi minayin. From where do we know that where the item itself is tomei, even though the owner might be tohar, but the the, oh, the item itself is tomei, from where do we know that there is a an azhor, a negative command? Talmud Lomar, the Pasuk says, Lo yisucha lecho bishorecha 
Masar de Goncha the Pasuk says that you cannot eat in your own communities the Meiser Dogon the uh, Meiser Shani Tithe Ulahalon Hu Omer there's another Pasuk that says in the context of Psulei HaMukdoshim Psulei HaMukdoshim are sacrifices they're animals that were dedicated to be a sacrifice but they developed a blemish so those items, those animals cannot be brought as sacrifices what do you do with them? but have they, they had once been sanctified so it says Bishorecha tochlenu vator yachtov once again you see the word Bishorecha here it says that these sacrifices that became disqualified you are allowed to eat in your own dwellings meaning not in the Besamish but in your own communities a person who is Tomei can eat it along with a person that is Tor as is characteristic of non-sanctified meat as is characteristic of eating deer meat these are animals that aren't even fit to be sacrifices in the first place where obviously you can have a Tomei and a Tor person eating together and we're taught in the following Tanexos from the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel when it comes to you can have a person that's Tomei and a person that's Tor eating together on the same table from one bowl and there is nothing there is nothing to worry about and the Torah is telling us Hahu the Amri Lachosam Bisharecha Tochlenu that which we said over there by the Psuamikdoshim they can be eaten in your own dwellings without any regard to the problems of Tumah Hocha here with regard to the Meiser Shani Lo Techol it cannot be eaten when it is Tomei. So let's take a look at Rashi to uh, explain this particular Limud, because in the Gemara itself, it's not 100% clear. We need a little more uh, elaboration. There's a Rashi, which we have a star uh, above it, Hahu, a few lines down in the Rashi, Hahu, Bisharecha, the Hasam, the Bisharecha, there by Psua Mutashim, the Koshori Le Lator Liochlo, Achar Shenoga Tome Bakor Vinitma. There, a person who was Tohor was allowed to eat the meat that became defiled, Koamina Lo Hacha Bemeister Sheni Lo Techo, under the same circumstances where the item, be, where the Meister Sheni became Tome, don't eat. And that's what the drush of lo tuchal echol b'sharecha is an allusion to and that's why the source it's not it's not an explicit it's not a very explicit type uh, we'll say warning or prohibition but it's derived through this uh, method of we'll say oral law from this we take the posik of lo tuchal echol b'sharecha as a an azhora warning against eating Meiser Shani that itself became Tomei and as we saw this this was contrasted with Psulei HaMukdashim 
that became Tomei that you're allowed to eat. Meister Shani that became Tomei, you're not allowed to eat. Now, we continue in the Gemara, having demonstrated the uh, uh, the sources for the Isser of Lahadlik, Bikurim and Meister Shenitnu, as we had in our topic heading, and the Ashara for one who eats them when the items themselves became Tomei. We continue in the Gemara, Masha'en came betruma minolon, as opposed to truma, where one is allowed to mavair the truma in a state of tuma. From where do we know that? Mavair means one can use it as fuel. Truma that became tume, even though you're not allowed to eat it, you're allowed to use the truma that became tume as fuel. From where do we know this? The Pesach says, By Meiser Shani, Lo biarti mimenu betome. And we infer, Mimenu from it, Meiser Shani atomavir. You can't burn when, when it became tome and use it as fuel. Aval atomavir shemen shal truma shenitma. But truma that became tome, you're allowed to use as fuel. The Gemara asks, if you're already inferring from Meister Shani a, a point of contrast, Viema, why not say like this? Mimenu iata mavir, Mimenu from the Meister Shani, you shall not burn when it became Tommy, use it as fuel avalata, mavir shemen shokaidashinitma. But sanctified oil, there is in the realm of sacrifices a meal offering. Part of a meal offering is oil. Oil is used. Olive oil is used as part of a mincha. So if you have shemen shel kodesh, you have shemen oil that was dedicated to be part of a korban mincha, but it became tamei. Maybe we're saying in the pasuk by Meister Shani that Meister Shani became tamei. You cannot use this fuel, but but shemen shel kodesh became tamei. Mincha fuel, meal offering oil that became tamei. You can use this fuel. Gemara says, no, I wouldn't say that. La, la of who? Wouldn't it be through Kavachomer that you would derive to the contrary? Mind you, Meiser Shani, which relatively speaking is a lenient realm. In contrast to hardcore sacrifices, Meiser Shani is a more lenient realm. And yet, the Torah warns against burning it when it became Tomei, using it as fuel when the Meister Shani is Tomei. Kadesh, Hamor, sacrifices including meal offerings and their and its component parts, ingredients, is a more stringent realm. Oh, Kulshikane, all the more so. It would be forbidden to use it as, as fuel when it becomes Tomei. The Morris says, oh, so you're... you're, you're, you're Concluding that shemen shemen kodesh nitmo cannot be used as fuel through this type of logic, well, then you could have applied the same type of logic with regard to truma, namely meiser sheni, which is a more lenient realm, and yet there's the fuel restriction when it's tomei truma, which is a more severe, more limiting realm. All the more so, using it as fuel when it becomes tomei should be forbidden. And yet we don't say that. 
Gemara says, well, as far as that attempt, we don't say that because because you have the word from which we inferred to the contrary when it came to Truma. In other words, from it said in Maisu Sheni Lo Biarti Mi Menu Betome. And that was cluing us into a contrast with something else, namely Truma, I can use as fuel when it becomes Tomei. The Gomorrah asks, Uma Rois, what is it that you see to say that Truma will allow to be used as fuel, based on the Mimenu inference, but Shem and Kodesh, that became Tomei, were not allowing. Answer, Mistabro Kodesh Lo Mam Itna, it's more likely that that which has been sanctified as a sacrifice, the mincha oil, is not excluded from the realm of prohibition, but rather it too is prohibited. Chicane, and here you have an abbreviation, and the Gemara spells out the abbreviation, Pank Achas. You'll find by Kodshim, it has points of severity. And the points are Pigol, Noiser, Korban, Meilo, Kores, the Osul Oning. We highlighted the letters in each word that correspond to the abbreviation. But these are six points of stringency that you find by Kotshin. Pigol means it can become rendered unfit through an incorrect mindset concerning time, eating it at the wrong time, if that was in your mind when you were processing it. Nosur is if it's left over. And both Pigol and Nosur carry with them a Kores punishment, a very severe punishment. They are carbon, they are sacrifices. That's in contrast to Truma, which is not a sacrifice. Me'ilah, if you misuse them, if you use them for your own personal benefit, so you're in violation of the Me'ilah uh, restriction or Me'ilah punishment, which you don't find by Truma. Kores, we mentioned that when it comes to Kochim, so the punishment that is due for the uh, violation is a Kores punishment which you don't find by Truma, the Osula Onain, the Kotshim are prohibited to an Onain, as opposed to Truma, which is allowed to be eaten by an Onain. So, if, if you're going to say that something is contrasted with Maishu Shani, it's not going to be Kotshim, just like Maishu Shani, we said, is Osur to be used as fuel on its tummy, so Kotshim as well is going to be Osur. Again, an abbreviated expression, and the Gemara spells out what the letters represent. Truma should not be excluded from Meiser Shani, and we should be Machmir, we should be restricted by Truma, like Meiser Shani, and not allow you to use Tomei Truma as fuel. Because Truma has its own set of unique features. Misa. Misa means Misa Bidei Shamayim. If it's, uh, the Truma is violated, it could lead to a punishment of death at the hands of heaven. The Choymesh, the need to add a fifth, a non Kohen who mistakenly eats Truma will have to add, not, he has to pay a Kohen, the principal, and add a fifth. The Ein La Pidyon, the concept of redemption does not apply to truma as opposed to uh, sacrifices and Meister Shani where we do find redemption without getting into details now the Asura Lazorim 
uh, truma is unique in that it is forbidden to non-kohanim. Not true in the case of of sacrifices uh, and meiser sheni. The Gemara says hanoch nefishandi. Uh, the number of restrictive points or unique points to Kutchim is greater. There was six versus four. Another explanation of why we're not going to entertain leniency by Shemen Kutchim, Shenitma Kores Adifa. Because only by Kutchim and not by Truma you find the Kores punishment uh, can arise, can be applied where applied meaning heaven applies it not so in the case of truma one who uh, eats the items not the person being tummy but the items are tummy whether it's be it's uh, bikurim or meiser sheni that the fruit itself became tummy and one eats them like that he is subject to lashing not so in the case of truma milka who dololoki for eating truma that became tummy he's not subject to malchus ha isura ika however there is a prohibition to eat truma that became tummy Minolon, what is the source for that? Omar Kro, there's a posuk with regard to Psulehem Ugdashim, it says, Bisharecha Tochlenu. Lozeh Velola Acher. That means that the Psulehem Ugdashim that became Tomei, you are allowed to eat. That's Tochlenu. That is a, uh, a li- there's a limitation in that, that that, that Lozeh, that you can eat when it becomes Tomei. But not something else. And that something else is truma. Truma becomes tummy though you cannot eat. So you have a negative uh, you have a negative command here, but it's not a, an explicit negative command. It's a negative command de- derived from that which you stated positively. And that's called Allah equals Ase. That which is a of a, a negative command nature, but it it's not explicit, but rather derived from something stated in the positive has the status of a positive command, and that means that there is no malchus. Malchus lashing is given only for the violation of negative commands, not for the violation of positive commands. And this we read earlier. No need to go over it in detail. Just Omar Avashi Meresha Nami Shamas Mina. In order to explain how an Oreo would be allowed to eat Meiser Sheni in contrast to Truma and Bikurim, we have to say that the source, though it didn't teach this particular point of contrast, it could have, and the source was simply abbreviated, leaving out other points of contrast. And Rav Ashi says, you don't have to go only to the Seifa in order to see this abbreviation. In the Reisha, you also see this abbreviation. Midolo Katani, from the fact that the Reisha did not teach when teaching the contrasts where, where uh, Meiser Sheni was pitted off against Truma Bikurim, it didn't teach the Noyagim Sharshnei Shavua. Truma and Bikurim are apl- applicable as ties all six of the seven years of the sabbatical cycle, as opposed to Meiser Sheni, the Ain Lohem Pidyon, the concept of Pidyon, of redemption, 
doesn't apply at all to truma nor bikurim mashen ken b'maiser as opposed to maiser. So there you have two more points that the source could have taught and didn't. Shma minosa. From here we see that even in the reisha it was tana. It taught points of contrast b'shir and left out other points. We pointed out earlier that the attempt to discover what is the din of an orel by Meister Shani uh, preoccupies the coming section of Gemara, as you can see with the triangles that appear, number two, three, and four, additional attempts to conclude that issue. But in the context of the uh, Dafyomi uh, Shiur that we have, so we've reached already the new Daf, this would be a uh, somewhat convenient uh, place to pause.